Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision-making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul. It is episode number 50. Can you believe that? It has just flown by. And here we are in January, another year, another beautiful year to set our sights on things bigger than ourselves and hopefully make an impact. So today I want to talk to you about why writing things down is so good for keeping on track. The idea for today's episode came to me this weekend when I was really trying to come up with the best thing that I could give to you as we're facing down another year, how we can all kind of try to stay on track despite all the craziness that we might face. And I'm thinking, gosh, what can I provide you with as you might be facing some changes in your life as the situation in DC is insane as um, COVID spikes to its highest ever levels and even our personal lives were like, what? Really? This? Again? (laughs) So back to basics. I really want to share with you how you can sort of get centered in yourself and ask you, how much do you believe in your own success? Do you bet on yourself or do you stack your bets against yourself? Like playing roulette in Vegas, do you bet on both red and black? Um, Do you take the safe route or do you take risks? And what does that even mean? So playing it safe in life can mean you go to the right school, you get good grades, you play it safe with your social life, and you keep your life small and manageable, ordinary. And then one day you wake up and realize that you aren't really happy with what you created, and you sort of feel less than passionate about what you do, underappreciated, underachieving almost, and you're doing that to keep your partner or dysfunctional family member from feeling jealous, and so you start resenting the people in your life for the choices that you made, or continue to make even. Then there's the opposite of that, going all out hog wild and reckless, throwing caution to the wind and living with passion, sure that your fate will find its way to success and you wake up one day wondering what happened, why things didn't turn out like you'd hoped they would and why you didn't make a plan anyways. Like, gosh, where am I? Well, there's a balance. 
there is a formula for success and it doesn't mean that you have to toss out both of these ways of your life in the trash and it doesn't mean that either way is wrong either. It just means that you're on this episode today with me and we're going to talk about the importance of your basic desires and why writing out those desires, writing them down and doing some planning in a new way is such an instrumental part of how to get from, I wish I had that to, I'm so excited to see my dreams coming true. Whether you own a business or you desire to have a more enriching social life or a deeper, more closer relationship with your partner, the first thing to do is identify what it is that you want and how far away from the goal that you are in the first place. So for instance, if you have a small business, it's barely making ends meet, maybe you're making $1,000 a month or something, and you want to get to making five-figure months, you can't just say, I make $10,000 every week and it magically comes true. Now, some law of attraction enthusiasts will say, that's how you do it. But you actually have to do some thought work around that to close the gap from where you are now. You have to take some steps and you have to see what steps those are that you're going to take to get to the higher level of earning. So let's explore the way that that could happen. So it might look like right now I'm setting the groundwork in my business with steady clients, expanding my marketing reach and learning new things so that my income continually increases with every passing week. Last week, I learned that my competitors are seeking out innovative ways to reach the market with specific targeted messaging to speak to the pain points of the customers. And so I intend to create my messaging to be even more engaging, explain specifically what my service or product does to help customers, and how I am set apart and different than the competition. Amazing, right? Basically, you're stating where you are, where you're going, and the specific steps you're going to take to make it happen. You can do this with five massive steps for every goal related to the same major outcome that you would like. So basically, that's just one avenue that you're going to take to get to making a five-figure month, right? So that's the marketing aspect of it, but what are you going to do next to get to the organization aspect. I'm going to enhance my organizing of my client messaging. I'm going to have a better customer retention program. As I enhance my messaging, I'm also going to create better sales processes and landing pages. Now that I know that this works and that doesn't work, I can make changes easily and effortlessly. In a relationship, you might acknowledge something like, right now we're somewhat distant from one another, but we still come together at mealtimes and on Saturdays we run some errands together. That time provides me with the opportunity to create some closeness with my spouse. I know that long-term relationships sometimes ebb and flow with levels of intimacy, and I look forward to having a heart-to-heart with them when the time is right, so they know how much I truly love them. I know that relationships take nurturing, and I'm willing to do some special things to make my spouse feel loved and appreciated so they know I still care, even though things are mundane with the lockdown right now. 
I'm so pleased to know that with some authentic love and care that we'll get to our passion and joy back in our marriage. A lot of times we, we decide that we're just kind of blah, right? We have an unidentified unhappiness and general malaise about life. We feel unhappy and dissatisfied with life and we can't really put our finger on it. I know that earlier in my life when I was in my 20s, sometimes I would go through times like this. It was tough because I knew I had big goals, but I didn't really identify them. Then I started to write down some of my big dreams and take steps toward achieving them. It wasn't like a New Year's resolution sort of thing. It was really all throughout the year, something I would periodically do like a life review. What do I want out of this experience while I'm alive? And why am I generally dissatisfied sort of thing? I was slightly overweight, and so I wanted to get in shape. So I determined to tone up, increase my energy, get fit. I made specific goals. And then I didn't reach them. Despite taking massive action to exercise and be disciplined in my eating, I even used a food diary. And that led me to identify where I was kind of going wrong. And I went to the doctor and I found out that I had a thyroid condition and I needed to take medicine. So once I started taking that medicine, it allowed me to drop 15 pounds super quickly because of the habits that I had already built up. Amazing. Determined at another time, shortly after that, to cultivate deeper friendships in my life, I wrote that down too. And so I set out to do more things socially, like go on group camping trips. Way before COVID, guys, this was like 20 years ago, and I started hiking and biking. We had so many great times doing a lot of adventurous things, exploring caves, mountains, fishing, and building rockets. We did geocaching. If you know what that is, it's where you look up GPS coordinates and you find super fun little like trinkets in waterproof boxes, and we did that all over the Southwest US. We had a great time. We even had a good couple years where our neighborhood had block parties. Talk about a successful goal. One year I decided I was tired of being passed over for a promotion at work. I finally wrote down my goal, even though I was busy complaining about it for like a couple of years. And despite having a ridiculously horrible boss, I said I was going to get that promotion within the year. Wouldn't you know it, after I wrote this goal down, within six months, I got the promotion. So what is it about writing things down that causes them to come true? You can check out episode number five about affirmations and how they work, but this episode particularly is about writing things down, and we're going to talk about the reticular activating system, or RAS. The reticular activating system is basically a bundle of nerves at your brainstem that filters out unnecessary information so that only the important stuff gets through. So have you ever bought a new car and suddenly you see that car everywhere on the road? Or maybe you've started dating someone new and all of a sudden you hear their name everywhere? That's your RAS. It's working well for you. Your RAS takes what you focus on and it creates a filter for it. It sifts through the data, the billions of pieces of data that you get every day, and it presents only the pieces that relate to that lens that you're viewing things through. All of this happens subconsciously. The RAS does this without you actively doing anything. 
the law of attraction might be predicated by the RAS. And the same way the reticular activating system, or RAS, it seeks information that validates your beliefs. Again, it's that filter or lens through the parameters that you give it. Your belief systems shape those parameters. So if you think that you are a bad public speaker, you're probably not going to speak very well if prompted to go up at the podium and talk in front of a bunch of people. If you believe that you are a good time manager, you probably manage your time effectively. The RAS helps you to see what you want to see and by influencing what you think you want to see, it influences your actions. So some people think that you can train your RAS by taking your subconscious thoughts and tying them into your conscious thoughts. They call it setting your intent. It basically means that if you focus on your goals, your RAS will reveal the people, information, and opportunities that help you achieve them. Remember those billions of pieces of information that it sifts out to present to you the car that you just bought or the guy that you just started dating or gal, as the case may be. So it could be why visualization is so powerful for the outcome of things that you want in life, as I've explored before on the podcast, and I believe that was in episode 17 that we talked about that so much. When you really, really want something to come true, you can think of the goal or the situation that you want to influence. Like, let's say you do have a public speaking gig that's coming up. Think about the experience or result that you want to reach in regards to that situation or the goal. Let's say it's for a charity event and you want to have a lot of people donate a lot of money. Then you would create a mental movie of how you picture that situation ideally turning out in the future. You have a successful talk, people are clapping, they think what a great speech it was, you speak well, and you raise a lot of money. You're going to notice the sounds, the conversations, the visuals, and the details of that mental movie, and you replay it often, over and over again, until you've almost actually been there like it's a memory. Visualization really zeroes in your reticular activating system, your brain. It ties it down, and it's sifting through the information that you don't need and giving you what you do need to make it happen well. But when it comes to writing things down, this also works very effectively. Last year, I wrote down 56 goals on everything I could possibly think of. Personal growth, including learning new languages. Relationships, including deepening my connection with friends. Spiritual, including becoming more disciplined in prayer and reading scripture. Career and business, to be booked up with a certain amount of clients. Fun and recreation, including international travel. Money goals, including earning a certain amount. Health, including maintaining my water intake and increasing my level of muscle tone. And family, including getting married by a certain date. By using the strategies mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, writing the goals down and the steps that I needed to take to get there, I circled the ones that I knew were most important to me, and then I set to work about how I would achieve them in the year ahead, and I cut the path to make the other bigger goals come true in the coming years. 
I set my intention and I got my RAS in gear. (laughs) I got in a space of gratitude and visualization for all that I'd been able to accomplish thus far in my life. And even before I was done writing out the goals pre-COVID, I had an international business trip booked. Amazing. It was so cool as I was writing out my goals this year when I looked at my 56 goals and I saw that almost 20 of them have been accomplished. According to the NLP Institute of California, when you set your intent, you are directing your reticular activating system to stretch towards your desired goal and future and to also enjoy the journey getting there. So this is directly from the NLP Institute of California website. And it says to gain an experience with setting your intent and positively programming your RAS, try saying the following three sentences to yourself. Number one, I hope to enjoy my dinner tonight. Notice how you actually think about this, your internal pictures, voices, and feelings. Number two, I want to enjoy dinner tonight. Notice how you actually think about this, your internal pictures, voices, and feelings. What is different from the first question? Number three, I intend to enjoy my dinner tonight. Notice how you actually think about this, your internal pictures, voices, and feelings. What is different from the first two questions? How we talk about things and what we truly set our mind in motion to believe is what determines our outcome. I truly think that if we say I intend to enjoy my dinner tonight is a lot different than saying I hope to, right? I intend to, I hope to, I want to. Totally different things. Not just in self-talk, but how we write out our goals too. Not just wishful thinking, but the specific steps we can take to get there. If you aren't happy, identify the times you feel triggered, upset, sad, lonely, or just the most dissatisfied, and then see what it was that you were just doing that made you feel that way. Was it lack of connection? Lack of contribution to the world? Are you not doing what you wanted to do for a living? Are you underutilizing your skills? Then make a decision to do something different. Join a volunteering gig. Volunteermatch.org is still helping people virtually and will help match your interests with opportunities both virtual and in person where it's safe to do so. You can create a virtual game night with friends online to do things together that way. Offer to help your neighbors with ordinary chores. If you're unhappy in your job, see about looking for a new one in the field you want to work in. Seek out a class online to gain skills if you don't have any transferable skills, but I bet you do. Find places that will allow you to volunteer or intern one day a week to get your foot in the door. Lastly, I found that a broad view of life is best. Don't let yourself get tunnel vision and think that it's always going to be like this. It isn't. The Spanish flu of 1918 eventually ended, and so will COVID-19. It may take longer than we all want, but we can use our time wisely and set our sights on the bigger picture. Not just look at what we can't do, but look at the small and pleasurable things like sunsets and sunrises, plants and animals that we can enjoy in the day-to-day, Meals that we can prepare and enjoy, (laughs) if we intend to. (laughs) Skills that we can learn. Silliness that we can create with loved ones. 
letters to write that will brighten up others' days, and just the kindness that we can do for each other and for ourselves each and every day. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And as always, I'd love for you to feel free to pass along a rating or a review and share it with a friend. As always, I appreciate your support. For questions or information about how to work with me directly for coaching, for rapid transformational therapy, or business consulting, maybe you need help setting some goals. Feel free to send me an email at info at quantumhighways.com or visit me at www.quantumhighways.com. Until next time, take care.